I'm like, who came out the oldest? Oh, yeah. Oh, between. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not y'all. Like, exactly. I was going to be like, is it a battle royale in that sense? Like, yeah. um, I came out when I was like 12. Same. So, not y'all. Yeah. Mm. Well, <laughs> My coming out, I guess, was like a journey in some ways because I figured out that I was bisexual when I was like, honestly, like 10 or 11. I didn't tell many people for a little while because I didn't actually know what that word was. Like I knew that I liked girls. I figured that out real early Um, and then was like, oh, I guess boys too. Yeah, sure. Okay, I'll add them on. So that was when I was yeah, like 10 or 11. But then it wasn't until I was 29 that I was like, ooh, might be a little more gay than initially assumed. <laughs> okay. So like to be fair in that sense, that's probably the latest, but like my queer my queer journey started, yeah, when I was probably like ten or eleven. Yeah. Uh, I, it was like I relate to that. Yeah. I feel like I relate to that. Like I didn't really know the word for what I was, but like mm-hmm. I kinda like knew I liked boys, so I kinda just like told people I liked boys. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I just, like, I don't know. I think I just, like, realized that the way that I felt about girls was the way that everyone was talking about how yeah. they felt about boys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Because yeah. in primary school, um, all my friends would, like, talk about the people that they had crushes on. And I felt like I was, like, like there was something wrong with me because I didn't have crushes on people. Yeah. I did. I just didn't realize I had crushes on my friends. Yeah, same. But so what I did was I would, like, I would pick – a boy Same. yeah i would pick one I would just- <laughs> this episode of kids these days was recorded on the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin nation my name is piper i'm she they and i pay my respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all aboriginal and torres strait islander cultures always was always will be aboriginal land This episode does contain some detailed discussions about the stolen generation in Australia. We do also talk about cancer, misogyny, death, homophobia, and religious trauma, specifically relating to Catholicism, um, but just religious trauma in general. So please take care of yourself. Don't listen if those topics are something that makes you uncomfortable. But this episode was probably my favorite episode that I've done so far. I was able to talk to three of my friends, two millennials and another Gen Z, about the differences that we encountered growing up and growing up queer because Taylor was the one who realized he was queer the oldest at 18 with the rest of us realizing around 10 to 13. So it made for some really interesting discussions and I, yeah, I learned so much from the conversation. My friend Taylor is a busy, busy, busy boy. So he had to duck out a little bit earlier than Kay and Georgia and myself did. But we have a little um, conversation after Taylor left, which I've included in. I hope you enjoy the episode and you can follow Kay, Georgia, and Taylor on Instagram. I've put that in the episode description. You can follow me on Instagram as well and the podcast Kids These Days on TikTok and Twitter. 
um, I am born and raised in Nam, which is like the anglicized word for yeah. that is Melbourne. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So always been an East Coast Australian yeah. gal. Um, my dad is a immigrant. So my first generation Australian. Um, yeah. Mum's family came over to Australia to run Brumbies. So well, oh, also yeah. my pronouns are she, her. Just yeah. yeah. My name's Taylor. Hi, Hi Taylor. Hi, Taylor. <laughs> Hi. Um, I'm from Houston, Texas, in the U.S. Uh, so I probably had a very different upbringing than y'all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, book three: Cancer, Sun, Aries, Moon, Libra rising. Um, yeah, and I'm happy to be here. Yay! Yay. Love that. Slay. Well, <laughs> hey everybody. Um, yeah. I was born on a Wabibble country in Mullumbimba, which is also known as Newcastle, which is um, two hours north of Sydney on the coast of Australia. I've got an airy sun, a Pisces moon, a Pisces rising. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm a Pisces stallion. Uh, anyways, I'm a second generation Australian as well. Mm, yeah. uh, my parents um, fled Europe during, our uh, grandparents fled Europe during World War II. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Italian the, diaspora. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say Italian. Yeah. Uh, okay. Run away from them fascists, yeah. baby. Literally, <laughs> like, we all were just like, bye. bye. I didn't realize how, like, I guess, like, Republican-esque Italy was until I was there. Yeah, I was it's like, yeah, yeah. My life. Neither. Yeah. I, well, I'm Piper. I'm Gemini, Sun, Virgo, Moon, Sag, Rising. I'm from Gimoy country, also known as Cairns. I was born and raised mm. there. I've well, I also lived in Minden, Brisbane, um, but we are not, like, we've been in, like, my family's been in Australia for a while. Like, I'm pretty sure we're descendant of um, convicts. Yeah, like, of, like so a like long, OG, like, yeah, like, like OG, yeah, yeah, like OG, yeah, like, like the OGs. Yeah. Original colonizers. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the people, the people who built Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, Yeah. yeah. Like my, my coming out experience was in Cairns and nowhere else, which yeah. is like, oh, it's a tourist town. So you get lots of people mm-hmm. coming from all corners of the world. Yeah. But and I guess like socially Cairns is seen as progressive because of, I guess, like just the area that it is and the fact that there are so many people there at one point in time from so many different places. But I mean, our it's local, still yeah, it's yeah. still Queensland, which the other I, day I said is like the Florida of Australia. It's like the, um, <laughs> It's like the thing <laughs> where, like, Taylor's yeah, that points a, a very vivid image. Yes, I yeah. Get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. the thing where they, um, where like, it's like super like conservative in the country, and then you've got like those little like blobs of city where yeah. it's like fake progressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, that's like Texas. I mean, I'll, also, yeah, yeah, I live yeah, in yeah, Nam. Yeah. Also, yeah, I live in Nam now. Yeah. 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 You so you're in Nam now. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I think the only thing I didn't say in my introduction was my big three, yeah. <laughs> which is uh, Gemini Sun, Libra Moon, Gemini Rising. You're a Virgo Moon. Virgo Moon. Virgo yeah. Moon. Sorry. Virgo Moon. <gasps> um, but yeah. So, and I was just thinking, like, it must be really. I'm not sure if this is necessarily a conversation that you'd be like used to having, Taylor. Where, like, for Australians, when we talk about where we're from because as a white nation we are so young mm-hmm. um even comparative to america which is you know still relatively young as well yeah we tend to like within our first like introductions talk about how long our like families have been here for like 
Yeah. Generation Australian is like a, a normal thing, I think, for us to say. Yeah. say that's just, I, I don't know. Like maybe I'm ignorant, but I would. I'm wondering if that is like a conversation that you guys have very often. Like. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting observing how y'all introduced yourselves because, yeah, we don't really, it's, I mean, America's history with, especially yeah. black people, is more of like, we don't want to talk about it. So it's Not for a long time. Yeah. yeah, so, and for a long time, I didn't, you know, even, like, I remember talking to my mom in high school and college, and I was like, where, like, do you want to know anything about, you know, our ancestry? Because it was around the time, like, ancestry yeah. was getting big, ancestry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was like, do you want to know anything about it? And she was like, why? We're black. And I was like, but what is that? Where? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's complicated. The African-American identity is super, you know, that's kind of like basically created our own culture here, which is now yeah. mimicked yeah. around the world. So yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's a weird thing about being like proud of that, but also, you know, yeah. tracing our ancestry is very traumatic. Yeah. And then it's like, when you do know, because I now know, but it's like, what is my connection to those cultures and yeah. countries even like you know it's, yeah. I'm, all, I'm from like 15 different countries so it's like what wow, are I and wild. yeah wow. only yeah. eight of them are African yeah <laughs> so it's like <laughs> yeah so it's like okay so what do I do with this <laughs> like, yeah. are, you know it's it's weird yeah, yeah. but I, I I really think it's really cool how y'all introduce yourselves and talk openly I, talk about you know immigrating and where you're from and how your family yeah. got to where you are because mm. i feel like I, the u.s could use a lot more transparency yeah <laughs> i think in australia it's like such a big thing because our economy economy was kind of built off of these immigrants like mm, yeah. the same people who like region. yeah the same thing yeah. but i think because it's so recent like, for no, us no, 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 no. it's like very recent so it's like in like the last 50 60 years those people's grandparents and their wow. parents that have immigrated from like italy like greece the Mediterranean and a lot of like Western Europe because they fled here during the second world war or like soon thereafter. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with Vietnamese people and Southeast Asian people um, during the Vietnam war. Like we've got a very high diaspora yeah. of that as well. So it's yeah. just, Especially yeah. in Nam and I, I know yeah. in Northern Queensland as yeah, well. Like, yeah. yeah. Basically anywhere yeah. along One any coastline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I was hmm. going to say, just to, like, note on what Taylor was saying before, was that I think, um, like, a, like, a misconception that I had about America, because I, like, grew up in Australia, was that, like, um, the, like, the, I thought that the Venn diagram between, like, Indigenous Americans and Black Americans was, like, a circle. I didn't realize oh. that they were two different oh. things until I was, like... 14. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, they're very different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, because you know, I think the confusion potentially. I'm not sure yeah. if I'm speaking for you, but um, I think as a young kid, I probably would have been a little bit confused as well. Because in Australia, um, black spelt without a C, so yeah. B L A K, yeah. is the term that Indigenous Australians use to describe themselves. Mm. It was That's a term what I was that ask. we thrust upon them as colonizers, mm. um, but they've reclaimed that they've reclaimed it, they've reclaimed it yeah. as their own. So, like mm. we, when for example, when we had a similar sort of like surge in um, activism during the Black Lives Matter movement in 2020 specifically, um, that then also sort of crossed over to Australia because we also have... We have a disgusting... We have a disgusting, a, 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 like, um, yeah, sort of like yeah. history with our Indigenous culture that also... It's um, continued as well. Like, it has to be acknowledged. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be acknowledged. Yeah. Like, the stolen generation is still very much happening. Like, they're still very yeah. much like, removing yeah. kids at really high rates from their homes. Um, indigenous kids. Was and the story generation? Something... Back to 
Yeah. yeah. Does the stolen generation, is that a term that you are familiar with, Taylor? Do you know what that means? I've never oh. heard that. Have you seen the rabbit proof fence? No. It's unlikely. It's a yeah, okay, yeah. Aussie movie. So yeah. it was a very important movie that we all yeah. watch in school. I haven't yeah. seen it. I'm no. scared to watch Don't. it. It's, oh, it's such a the Stolen Generation yeah, okay. refers to a set of policy the Australian government implemented called the White Australia Policy. And it was aiming to breed out Indigenous people through eugenics and removing kids from homes Oof. and removing kids from their yeah, homes. So this was in the 50s and 60s. And Wow. Yeah, so this was, was in the really 50s gross. and 60s, yeah. and it was inspired by the Jim Crow laws from the States. And inspired, Interesting. It was yeah, inspired. I've never heard of that. Yeah, so um, yeah. it's something that happened so very recently. Say Australian, really yeah. yeah, I'm definitely going to do some research after which this. Is why in Australia, <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is why in Australia they changed the term from black with a C to black with a K because um, mm. it's not about the color of your skin. Like a saying that's commonly used mm. in Australia is yeah. no matter how much milk you add, it's still coffee. That's the mm, saying that's commonly mm. used amongst Indigenous people mm. because they were, like, mm. systemically tried to be, like, bred out of society. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, so there was, there was a long time where there was kind of the idea that you could only identify with your culture if you're a certain percentage. Yeah, really, yeah. exactly. Like, yeah. fucked up way to think about it. I think it that's something that yeah. the government tried yeah, to get Yeah, absolutely. It was yeah. Like yeah. something that, so that you could only you know, um, for example, like, yeah, like claim your history and claim your family and your culture if you were X percent. And that just yeah. so that people were just like, well, that's, it's not our fault that you quite literally yeah. like, yeah. like to murder like, yeah. generations yeah. of people who so don't have that connection anymore. So it was also like, they, it was made illegal for them to speak their own native languages. Yeah. So now yeah. like, I think yeah. hundreds of indigenous yeah. languages are just like, They've been lost. Yeah. yeah. And because it was like an oral, a purely oral history um, for a really long time, a lot of their mm. sort of like stories and traditions are being yeah. lost as well because of that and lack it, of. It also of doesn't language. help when like multinational mining companies are allowed to blow up sacred sites constantly i know it's disgusting anyway, australia, so, gonna, australia think, has a really 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 yeah, really 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 poor relationship with indigenous people yeah like and it's, it's a i had heard little bits of that before but yeah. yeah it's interesting hearing the the parallels i guess to yeah. you know yes. native and african-american folks in the states it's there's definitely some similarities yeah yeah, yeah. Because I think as well, like, you can't really talk about queerness and being othered without, like, sort of thinking about that as a sort of, like, section of a larger mm-hmm. picture of a culture. Yeah. Because I was thinking, mm-hmm. like, it's going to be so interesting to, to talk to Taylor, especially, yeah. like, in regards to, like, the, your queer experience growing up, because it will be so vastly different to mm-hmm. ours as an American, as an African-American as well. And, like, yeah. I just think it's just going to be very very different so i think yeah. it's probably important that we do sort of have yeah. this chat about like yeah okay so growing up in australia as a queer person is xyz thing yeah. but also yeah. as like immigrants in australia and, and even, like all of- even like the verses from like you being from nam me being from like mullumbimba and piper being from gamoy like city regional rural yeah. yeah, yeah, true. Exactly. Yeah. Like I've grown up in, and not just in Nam. I've grown up in the the inner north, which has historically yeah. been initially workers' area. So initially, very like um, sort of uh, like labor kind of um, yeah, working class vibes, and then eventually became the like gentrified artist sort of center of Melbourne. So, mm-hmm. so politically more little L liberal. Um, which we have to clarify here in Australia, yeah, Taylor, yeah, because yeah. capital L liberal 
describes our conservative party. Yeah. yeah. Which is confusing. So Wait, say that again. Say it one more time. So liberal our is our conservative party. party. It's called the Liberal oh. Party. Oh. Even though they're not liberal. Yeah. So to be liberal in Australia means it would be like saying, oh, I'm a Trump voter. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like a Trump voter would be like a One Nation voter. Yeah. True. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But um. Yeah. No. I was gonna say I feel like I feel like the Liberal National Party would be more comparative to the Democrats. The Democrats party. Yeah. yeah which is like really I'm interesting sure. again because you're because the of the Democrats states. Aren't yeah, because the states is such like a two party like hardline system. You guys end up with like really progressive people and like kind of right people in the Democrats, which you would already know about. But like, we don't really have a party that aligns with the Republicans here. That's like a big party. It would be the one nation. Like our our conservative party, the liberal party um, would probably more align with Joe Biden. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 That's been a, especially recent discussion awareness, I guess that the, the Democrats here aren't that liberal as yeah, they try yeah. to pretend like they are. Yeah. And whenever someone in that party is, you know, in any way like liberal enough to, you know, rub contradict with what the you know the main party wants, it is yeah. a whole ordeal. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. Um, and then our yeah. then our like center left party is called Labor, and then our left party is called the Green. Mm-hmm. The Greens. Mm-hmm. Just just to give you like a brief rundown, because we're probably going to come up with these names yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. Be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think it's important that we like talk, like especially about like in um, Indigenous history to Australia and like in regards to our political system, because yeah. I think it's important to know like what our government is actually capable of. Yeah. Because I think that yeah, yeah our absolutely. government can really do some gross things. Oh yeah, absolutely they and, can. They ha- and they mm. have historically yeah. done systematically foul things like. The Indigenous peoples of Australia were only declassified as flora and fauna in the 80s. Yeah, 80s. like wow. Yeah, they weren't like they weren't considered human people. They were considered Oof. flora and fauna. Yeah, yeah. So like, that is, yeah. yeah. So Australia has a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Australia has a reputation <laughs> of being this like laid back larrikin. Everything's funny. Everything's fine. We surf and drink beer. Eh, kind of like bullshit. But we're actually like an incredibly conservative mm. racist country. like we're yeah. actively committing war crimes at the moment and yeah. people are just like mm, it's fine because like, <laughs> yeah you know. the pr team for y'all is working overtime oh, yeah, they were, yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah. a really interesting thing actually talking about like conservatism in australia is that the australian media picks like every decade it picks a demographic to pick on that isn't white so like mm-hmm. 2000 2010 was like a really big focus on like East Asian immigrants, specifically like Chinese immigrants, and like two thousand and yeah. like fifteen to now is like a massive focus on like Sudanese immigrants, and they're like creating gang warfare and all this stuff. So that's yeah. a really that's a really important thing to note about Australia's media is that we have a one of the most centralized media landscapes in the world. Seventy five percent of our media is owned by two companies. Yeah. Ooh. So yeah. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I hate to. I mean, I know Taylor probably knows this as well, but the reason you guys have like Fox News is because of us. Because it, it was Rupert Murdoch who's yeah. Australian. We own, we own Fox music. News. I didn't yeah. know he was Australian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Rupert Australian. Murdoch. Murdoch. Yeah. He Australian. owns. <sighs> he owns like forty-eight percent of Australia's media. Wow! This conversation, yeah, like, like, "Fuck you!" I'm, like, I'm, no, I'm learning so much. 
we've got a new government now. It's because we get stuck with conservative governments for a really long time because they're very good at making people comfortable and not making crazy actions. So and we because they don't them. have the voting system. Yeah. yeah. And because, yeah, we... Um, because they can just stay in power for as long as they want, like our prime ministers. Like it just it's like mm. a continuous cycle. So we usually sit on a conservative government for like fifteen years and then we'll have a progressive for like six years. And then back to and it's like kind yeah. of like that. And they try to undo everything. Yeah. They very yeah. rarely get to make fluid steps. They're just trying to undo what the conservatives yeah. do. It feels like we kind of take like one step forward and then ten steps back and we're just yeah. tr- trying to creep yeah. towards any kind of like positive momentum socially, environmentally, economically, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's like really difficult. How does that so how does that really moving it back to like queerness? Yes. (laughs) But how does that like translate into like, you know, LGBTQ issues and Well, I guess an example of that is that when we had the like it wasn't even Mm. like the same sex marriage debate. It was like that was it. They spent like millions yeah, that was a conservative party, but they spent millions of dollars to make yeah. a postal vote. Instead of just legalizing it, they spent like yeah. money that could have gone into two hundred eighty six million dollars. Yeah. I couldn't remember the number, yeah. but yeah, and that yeah, like that was optional. And then like some people just like chose not to vote and stuff yeah. because that's I know that that like Taylor's probably like oh optional oh, voting, is, optional like, voting, cool. yeah, that's yeah. Not- yeah. That's not normal. That's, you get fined. Yeah, no, you get fined if you don't vote in Australia. You yeah, have you get, to vote. Oh. Yeah, you get a hundred dollar fine usually if you don't vote. It's why Australia's democracy yeah. is like known as like one of the strongest in the world. It's because almost everyone votes. They fine you if you don't. Yeah. yeah. Um, and even if like, you mm-hmm. don't want to, obviously you can get a fine, or you can show up and do like what we call a donkey vote, um, mm-hmm. where you just like don't actually you don't get the fine because you showed up, but you don't actually mm-hmm. put your voice forward. But so few yeah. people donkey vote these days because they're yeah. just like well might right, as well like, well i found it really interesting in our most recent federal election um i was overseas um so um because of the way that the at the time conservative government structured it it was structured in such a way that there was no like easy way for yes hello yeah, that was my cat yeah. sorry um my overseas for overseas young australians to easily vote so if you were on a holiday or if you had gone over, you know, overseas to travel for a little bit, which is mostly going to be young Australians and therefore mostly progressive Australians, um, they made it nearly impossible to vote. And weirdly, yeah. when I was in London, I ran into our one and only female ex-prime minister oh. on the street. Julia Gillard. She was only... She, yeah, I ran yeah. into Julia Gillard. <laughs> what? what? Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, I so in London. So I she, I know. Absolutely. So she was our the only female prime minister that we've ever had. She couldn't even complete a full term because she got systematically misogynistically bullied. Um, yeah, it was by, disgusting. It was disgusting yeah, by the media, like, by yeah. opposition. Even by people on her own. Like, yeah, on her own in her own party. Yeah. She got backstabbed and like couldn't finish her term. Did, anyway, wasn't there like a whole investigation into whether or not she was capable of being yeah. prime minister because she was yeah. having kitchen renovation stuff? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was wild. I ran into her. I ran into her in London during the um, like voting period, and I like yeah. I just saw her. and I was like, "Oh my god, hello, hey, babe. hi, hi!" And she was like, "Hello," and I was like, "What are you doing here?" And she was like, oh, "I'm doing some work with like the UN, um, like women's ambassador stuff." And I was like, "Oh my god, of course you yeah. are, queen. Like, she's amazing." Um, and then obsessed um, with jewels. I love she, jewels. Yeah, little, little jewels, little moment. And then she was like, "Now, Georgia, I hope you voted." And I was like, well, Julia, let me tell you a bloody tale about this. And I was like, so because of the date that I left, I couldn't do a postal vote. 
Um, and because they like, because I don't have a fixed address while I'm traveling, I can't get a postal vote sent to me over here. Um, and then the only times that you could vote in, you could, you can only vote in an Australian embassy and the only times yeah. you could do it were between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. Um, and the days that you could do it, well, there was only like three days in like a two month period that you could do it. So I was like, to me, that seems, and they were the days that I weren't, I wasn't going to be in the UK and there was the countries I was in didn't have Australian embassies. So I was like, this seems to me like it's deliberately targeting young people and progressive yeah. people um, who mm. are out being, you know, multi, like, um, you You're know, global citizens. World. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, and we had this chat. She was like, yeah, look, they've actually like increased the amount of restrictions to do this, to make it wow. harder for young people. So she was like, yeah. So, and we had a big old chat about it, but um, I was just like walking with her down Piccadilly Circus. And then I only realized like halfway through that the giant man living behind us was her security guard who was making sure that I wasn't insane. Um, <laughs> but I just was like, we we're just having like a great old chat. And then I was like, anyway, sorry, Jules, like go about your day. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like a really interesting thing because I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, in the year directly after our, you know, really harsh COVID lockdowns where the majority of Australians couldn't mm. leave the country, obviously young people are going to go out into the world, like, travel yeah. be global citizens and like, like we've been waiting for this shit and we've like, been waiting like, for the federal election well, for a really long yeah, time the only, well, the, the only reason i was home during the federal election was because i was campaigning like, let's yeah. discuss the talking about being queer so um yes. several yes. years ago several years ago the previous conservative government introduced something called the religious discrimination bill which mm, basically was a bill that would undermine previous discrimination law to allow religious settings to um hold true to their beliefs and then mm. you can connect the dots from there uh, yeah <laughs> sounds familiar sounds uh, familiar. Like and basically what the bill was allowing was kids, schools could discriminate children based on their um race gender sexual orientation whatever because as long as it aligned with their religious yeah. belief um yeah <laughs> yeah Maybe. so for example like um, lutherans lutherans were allowed to like openly preach hate speech against jewish people if they wanted yeah. to jesus so, so how does that relate to how does that relate to you know like you as a kid <laughs> yes you know, okay. I, because I was because i was I in high school um so when this legislation was introduced i was still in high school and what that would have meant for me was that I would have had to have like moved schools yep. and that was a pre a similar piece of legislation which not many Australians know about was introduced almost 10 years earlier under the first abbott government which is when we were kids um when yeah. piper and i would have been like coming into like media and queerness and stuff and the cultural policy yeah. that was introduced in the nation then was something that actively undermined queer media and like queer queer representation in media uh, oh yeah. a question i have to ask then is what was everyone's family, what is everyone's family's position on their like queer identity and how did that like influence them coming out? That's a question I guess I have for everyone. Yeah. Because yeah. I know yeah. for me. Because I, I, mm -hmm. yeah, go, you know, you go. Yeah, yeah. Are you no, I'm, I'm wondering the same thing because I, I wonder, I just wonder how, you know, because I had, I'll speak from my, I'll, I guess I'll show yes, my go, go, go. I had yeah. a lot of fear growing up. So, okay. and also I didn't come out to myself till I was 18 <laughs> and yeah. that didn't come out to a person until I was 21. Yeah. So oh. there was a lot of fear, a lot of, I don't want to be this. I grew up very um, religious Methodist black church. I, know, I went to yeah. a mega church, that whole yeah. like Southern, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, kind of cliche Southern Texas uh, 
U.S. Southern. Um, yeah. But there was a lot of fear. You know, I remember like before before I knew what gay was, I knew it was bad. <laughs> I knew yeah. that it was something that I, you know, I was teased about being gay before, yeah. when I was, you know, six, seven, eight. And so my whole like beginning of my life, I was like, I'm not that. I can't be that because I love God and I love all these things. So, you know, there's a lot of fear for me that that's what it was. And I think I was in denial. Like, looking back, obviously, I can see the signs because, oh, I was obsessed with Smallville. And I really loved, (laughs) like, strong female leads, like Buffy (laughs) the Vampire. So, you know, it's like things that I look back on now or, like, pop stars, you know, Beyonce, Katy Perry. Um, That I look back on now that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what that was. Um, But at the time, I was so deep in denial that it was just like, that's not even an option for me. And then yeah. I remember in high school, also because I like hitting on family a little bit. Um, yeah, my, my family was, I mean, pretty homophobic, <laughs> like yeah. pretty casually homophobic in a way that yeah. a lot of straight people that grew up, like were born in the 50s are casually homophobic, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so I remember them talking about, you know, especially with like, you know, black men and HIV, which is a big thing uh, yeah. here. And, you know, I remember like one of my, my mom's coworker. This is something I remember from when I was like ten years old. She mm-hmm. and my dad are talking about my mom's coworker, uh, who was a woman who caught her husband cheating on her with a man, and yeah. I, it, the conversation was so awful and it seared into my brain. <laughs> so you yeah. know, it's all these things that accumulated that were like, I'm not that. That can't be me. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Sure. yeah for sure. And so, and then in high school, I had, um, I was. But at the same time, I, like, I was in choir. <laughs> I was around a lot of theater kids, you know. So, you know, my choir group, I always say, which shocks people, was very homoerotic. Um, yeah, I was shocking. Yeah, but like, yes. I mean, can, we, can I curse? Like, we were like, okay, I'm like, to be a little explicit, I guess, we were like, yeah comparing sizes like you know very touchy-feely like watching porn together so in my head i was like we're all straight (laughs) not that far and he did it but But in my head i was like we're all straight this is just what straight guys do this is just straight straight guys being guys yeah just just guys being dudes um, yeah, boys will be boys. <laughs> so then, finally, when I was eighteen and I went away to college, and I was away from all my friends, and then this guy like hit on me in the gym, and I was interested, and I was like, "Oh, oh, this is not oh. just like, <laughs> yeah, I can't just like lie to myself and say it's you know, this yeah. is this is a real thing that I now have to deal with." So then it took me another three yeah. years to come to terms with it. A lot of crying in bathrooms at Aww. drunken at parties, you know. Yeah. But and then I came out and people were like, "Okay," <laughs> but it was like I had all that fear in myself. Yeah. Like I said, people saw it from when I was young, so it wasn't like the biggest surprise. Well, to my parents, you would have it was a, a giant surprise to them because they were like, "What? You had girlfriends?" And I was like, "Yeah." And how did it go when you actually talked to them? We're like, "What? Like <laughs> I would have never guessed." And you're like, "Well, okay." <laughs> so I came up to my mom at 22 because it took me a while i was that coming out person that was like you know you're drunk at a party and they have to pull you to the side and it's like hey i have something to tell you did you Um, and i i I hope this doesn't change how you feel about me (laughs) when you say say move away for college what do you mean where did you move to so where were you living and where did you move? oh yeah 
So I grew up in Houston, yeah. um, which is one of the most diverse cities yeah. in the U.S. and yeah, I feel like yeah, probably yeah. the world. Um, you know, it's very like 20 percent. You know, fifteen to twenty percent everything. Yeah, yeah. So it's about like <laughs> I want to say, you know, let's say fourteen percent black, uh, about twenty percent Asian, about twenty five percent Latino, um, and then there are a, a lot of white people too. But <laughs> for the U.S., that's very diverse. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. For white people to be in the minority. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, then I grew up there. I lived there for eighteen years uh, or nineteen. And then I moved to Austin, Texas for, I went to University of Texas in Austin. Yeah. Um, And there was, Austin's a little bit, it is, it's the most liberal city in Texas. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's still, you're still in Texas. Um, (laughs) So it wasn't like I completely like ran away to LA, like liberal. (laughs) Um, But it was still. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm like. You know, now I like, hold, I mean, it's not, there's no like real true like liberal bubble because, you know, I hold my hand, my boyfriend's hand, like I call fag a couple times, you know, things yeah. happen, uh, but, you know, I feel a lot safer and yeah. freer yeah. to express myself and gender and whatever way I want to yeah. here um, yeah. compared to Texas where it feels like you have to, even if you are gay, you have to fit into a, 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 a box in terms of appearance or, you know, yeah. XYZ. Yeah. yeah, I think that's yeah, but like with, as well. Mm, go ahead. Uh, because um, I uh, like most Australians won't move away to go to uni. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like a large majority. I, will just, yeah. I know, I know you didn't. I did, but uh, like a majority of students yeah. will just stay in their hometown and go to their hometown's university. Yeah, yeah it's not really encouraged to move away for university. It's yeah. seen as it's a much bigger deal, especially it's too internationally. It would be it's just too expensive, even yeah. in just like. Most yeah. Australian, yeah. most Australian young people will stay at home now until they're at least 25, 26, statistically. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think it would be interesting if you go next, because you also grew up Catholic, so you have religious trauma. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Your family's Italian as well. Yeah. No, we're actually oh. Scottish. So yeah. Oh, so okay. my different dad. Catholics, different Catholics. Yeah. Different Catholics. Um, different Catholics. Less. Less fun drama Catholics, yeah. like less, less about the robes and the incense. It was more about the hatred, hatred, um, and, and, uh, <laughs> and the raping of children. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yes. yeah. So, look, um, yeah. My uh, upbringing was, in some ways, like, uh, in some ways, a little bit different than others. So, like. Yeah, as I said, my dad was Catholic, but my mum wouldn't let me be baptised in the Catholic Church because she was like, that's a decision that she should get to make when she's 16. Um, Mm. Like, that's just not something we should get to decide for her. But um, my dad would take me to church anyway. I just wasn't allowed to sit with the other children because the priest said that I was open to the devil. Um, So the priest knew you were gay before you... This one, this one, I'm sensing. Maybe he was right. Maybe he was right. Yeah, he was right. Like, he's not wrong. Um, So, wait, but I, I, yeah, absolutely. But I took on that, like, the Catholic kind of shit real, real early. Um, And then I knew that there was something different about me because I, but I just assumed it was because I hadn't been baptized. So, right. yeah, like, I had this whole yeah. thing of, like, well, it's my thing. It's my fault that the devil's consumed my soul. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not baptized. In the Catholic Church, you're born with sin. Yeah. So mm. you are yes. born a sinner. And it's yes. by being part of the Catholic Church, you repent for that sin. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it's um, growing up 
in that sense was very like interesting. And then my parents got divorced when I was five, um, which was mm. in the like nineties was still like relatively uncommon. Like yeah, I was yeah. one of two kids at my divorced parents. Um, you know, we, we, I ended up moving schools at that time and I moved from a, a Catholic primary school to a, um, a state primary school, like a public primary school, mm. um, which had a much more diverse group of human beings, which was quite nice for me. Um, I think, and I think in the long term, kind of we be more like well-rounded. Um, but yeah, it was a very, very interesting experience. And then um, I went to a Methodist school, um, which was a private school, like a, I was there on scholarship. Um, and so I was a poor kid at a private school. Like elite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, uh, yes, yes. Um, yeah, it was really fun. And, um, but it was during that period that um, I experienced like, four deaths in my family in three years one of which was my brother and I remember being like 12 and coming to school the day that he died and the teacher sending me to the um to the chaplain to talk about my grief and I remember being like at that time I'd already started to be like I think I'm a little gay um like Kate Beckinsale in Underworld is making Mm. me feel things um like girl, like my pictures of fire. Great my pictures of fire. Great, great mm-hmm. reference. Wow. Absolutely. Like, and so now it's really funny. I was telling my girlfriend about that one day, and she was like, "Oh my god, you have such a type." And I was like, "What do you mean?" And apparently, every reference that I've had to like my gay awakening has been like mean women in leather. And I'm like, oh, "All right, <laughs> call me out. Why don't you?" Anyway, sometimes like I'm weirdly attracted to religious jewelry, like cross, like necklaces and mm. cross, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, bracelets and shit yeah. and i pin that on the religious trauma oh absolutely like yeah. if i'm traveling and i go to a church i will immediately start crying oh i'd like my brain is just like <laughs> oh and like like especially like catholic hymns yeah like, oh mm-hmm. like fucks me up still to this day um mm. but yeah and then like so yeah i was starting to be like hmm i think i'm a little like fruity i think something's so, but i didn't know what that i obviously didn't have any words for that i just was like I get really nervous around my female friends and I can't tell if I just want to be them or like get inside them like a weird creep, creepy little like creature. And I didn't know that. Like, like, we didn't have the vocabulary. I didn't have the vocabulary. Yeah. I was like, why do I want to bite you? This is weird. Yeah. Anyway. Um, like the way your head. Literally. Yes. Literally. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> and yeah. And then my brother died and I remember talking to this fucking chaplain about it. And he was like, well, it's God's plan. And I was like, uh. I was like, then God sounds ex- like a dick. Like, yes. Real kind. Yeah, I was like, God's yeah. kind. Like, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then that I. That was the exact thing they said to me when my grandma died when I was 18. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. closer to my grandma than my dad. And they yeah. said that to me, and I was like, oh, it's over. Because <laughs> what kind of shitty ass plan is this? Yeah. <laughs> and I remember my mom picking me up from my brother's funeral because she wasn't allowed to go because mm. she was the dirty divorcee of my father oh my God. um so it wasn't her son but she helped raise him because he That's was from my dad's first marriage yeah so yeah. she was like not allowed to go to his funeral because wow. it just was fucked anyway so That's she picked so me up and i remember like turning to her and be like i don't think i like god and she was like "Ooh, what because <laughs> she wasn't religious <laughs> yeah. yeah it was a like, really big like, deal she's like oh tea yeah so like because it was a big deal for my dad to marry her because he was catholic and she was um protestant um but not practicing the Meghan markle (laughs) exactly Mm. um 
very much that was a big deal so like she wasn't wasn't a practicing like uh protestant though so yeah i remember being like i don't think i like god or if god is real because if he is i don't understand why things like why i feel the way that i do and i think she at the time just took that to make me talking about my brother but there was obviously a lot more going on like i think that was the beating of obviously my queer journey was also me having the first inklings that i was neurodivergent that I potentially had like depression and anxiety, like all of these things. And it was just accumulating. And then I think that was also when I started, and this is going to sound really dumb, but when I started thinking about people that weren't me, so Mm. like, like gaining empathy. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, like, Oh, I feel like that's a thing though. Like gaining like a conscious form of empathy. Yeah. Yeah. Idea of like pain or or feelings that aren't yours. And that, you know, sure. Like I was obviously having a rough time, but then being like, oh, well, if, if I think God is evil for doing this to me, then, like, well, what about that, you know, like, at the time I think my mum had made sure that we were, like, sponsoring, um, like, a, a kid in Africa, I think. And so, mm-hmm. like, I was like, oh, but then that even more fucked up thing is happening, you know, to to this kid and then there's thousands of kids. Oh, my God, there's millions of kids like that. And I just remember, like, having, like, basically a breakdown in the car and being like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I think, I think, unfortunately, that did sort of set the tone a little while for my like journey yeah. with queerness because then we I left that school that I had the scholarship at because I was being bullied for being poor. <laughs> um, <laughs> how unsurprising! How unsurprising! Was it MLC? Did you did you go to MLC? Of course, she went to MLC. Why am I not surprised? So I'd sat an exam in um, in that year to go to um, a school that I think is rec- relatively it's relatively rare in Australia, and I'm not sure if it's particularly common in America. Taylor, so you might have to tell me. But it's a it's a state school, so it's a public school, but you have to sit an exam to get in. So it's not based on where oh, you live. Yeah, it's based on your, like, academic scores. Yeah, yeah, so, so it's selective school. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a select entry school. So yeah. it was it was single gender. Um, I think now they're they're letting um, like girls and binary people there, which MCC? is really yeah. MCC. Yeah, no, my... I'm sorry. I went to um, I went to McRob, so McRob. Oh, girls. okay. MCC. Um, yeah. My friend was trans. He's trans and was school captain there two years ago. Oh, and it's a girls' school. Ten. It's a girls' college. It's yeah. a girls' college. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. So, um, uh, but yeah, so I went to that school and it was then that I started meeting a, so many people from like different, um, like cultural backgrounds, but also people that had grown up in different areas and more of a, let's say like politically diverse kind of space. So I remember talking to one of my friends in the first week there and I said something along the lines of like, we we're watching <laughs> the classic bisexual story, but talking about the mummy. And <laughs> she was like, fuck you, Brendan Fraser. And I was like, but also Rachel Vice though. And she was like, oh, so you're bi. And I was like, I'm bi Ooh. what? I think Ooh. I genuinely remember being like bicycle. And she was like, bisexual. And I was like, I don't know what that is. And she was like, hey, so I it's mean- when you like both. Because also before we had really the vocabulary to talk about like gender non-conforming people or yeah. non-binary people. So- and also just like like the concept of being sexually yeah, fluid. Yeah, exactly. And- that was like yeah. not a thing or yeah. So- oh, definitely not. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, yeah, Taylor will absolutely understand this because yeah. this was in the early 2000s, guys. Yeah. So this is, you mm. guys were in, like, primary school, if not just born. Yeah, I was so, born in 02, Kate yeah. was born in 03. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Anyway, so... <laughs> 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 yeah, so we had, um, yeah, so this was, like, in 2005. So you guys were genuinely infants yeah. when I was having this conversation <laughs> with my friends. I was still a darker. Oh, I can like more than 
one, like, because at this stage I knew what a lesbian was because my mum mm-hmm. had a friend that was a lesbian, but she was a butch dyke um, <laughs> who lived in the country with like long time girlfriend of and course. they had a cow. Of course. I was like, if I'm going to be a lesbian, I have to be like I have to my mum's friend, Julie. Yeah. And I have to cut all my hair and ride a motorcycle. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't that, think though. I want to do that. Like, I really like having long hair. I don't, I don't think I want to do that. Yeah. Um. So like, I was like, well, that's what it means to be a lesbian. And then I was like, and I think that Leonardo DiCaprio is hot. So that means I can't be a lesbian because I think Leonardo DiCaprio is hot. Obviously now in hindsight, I'm like, he just looked like a mask lesbian. But yeah. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but I, so she was like, no, you can like both. And I was like, mind blown that was like a good friend yeah Yeah. and she and she was so like easy breezy like she was now in hindsight she was just like oh so you're bisexual yeah yeah like she reminds me so much of piper Mm. um which is yeah like so interesting because i feel like like hillary who's she's now a like teacher at oxford shout out to hillary fucking love her oh my god i know yeah exactly but she's like i'm hillary with one l because i don't want to identify (laughs) with hillary yes um anyway so yeah like and she just was so nonchalant about it and there was no because she'd grown up aggressively secular like her grandfather and father were secular philosophers that worked with like basically like god is dead god is not real let's form some morals that don't have anything to do with religion so like she was from this like highly academic family that had massively separated religion from their life that was so unfamiliar to me so like she was probably like the first person that i felt comfortable talking to about that kind of stuff yeah. and like for sure it was just it was, yeah and then but even then like we didn't have you kind of didn't the, know what you know like heteronormativity always... or yeah like sorry See, yeah but it's interesting that like um hearing just like you and taylor talk that like you didn't have the words to describe the thing because i had too many words like when i (laughs) like when i realized i was queer i don't ever like i don't really remember a defining moment that i was like oh i'm gay i just remember always knowing and then like suddenly realizing that like the way i felt about girls was the way everyone was talking about the way they felt about boys and i just like all these like little things that i would do that like and I, I wish I remembered like a catalyst moment, but I don't. But it's kind of cool. Yeah, you didn't have a yeah that you is lucky. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. See, that's me too. Like, I don't remember a time where I was like, oh, like, I'm gay. Like, I just kind of yeah. like, like, the way I was raised was really weird. So I grew up with my nono and my nono, and mm-hmm. they like they weren't the Roman Catholic ones really surprisingly my white grandparent who was Jewish was the Roman Catholic one yeah so like culturally like um like ethnically Jewish but not yes not religiously religiously. Jewish yes yeah Yeah. Yeah. um and so they are from Bologna which is like one of the most progressive like anti-religious cities in um Italy so I was raised like very very fluent in identity in identity like we like there was no real like conformations for me to fit into. Like obviously they still bought me like boy clothes and boy things and like stuff like yeah. that. Like you know the, the whole, you know the whole yeah. thing. But also if like if I wanted a doll, I would get a doll. If I like yeah. wanted like a wanted like the Barbie Dream House, like I'd get like a Barbie Dream House. I wouldn't. We didn't have that money, but you know what? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, like you know, you know what I mean though. Like it was like very yeah. fluid for me. Yeah. But on the opposite end of the spectrum. We, um, because of the visitation agreement we had with the government, I have to see, I had to see my, um, Roman Catholic grandmother every single Sunday. 
to go to church. Oof. So hell. it was a really, really weird, like, duality there where it was, like, every single Sunday it was, like, preaching, like, yuck, yuck. Yeah. And, uh, and then, like, every single other day of the week, it was, like, <laughs> yeah, then every single other day of the week it was, like, I'm slaying, like, ooh. Yeah. I'm yeah. my best life. Yeah. yeah. That's so interesting. Because, yeah, like, I love that in some ways you neither of you necessarily had that catalyst moment yeah. because it did mean, yeah, that you – yeah, that just, even but, with the religious trauma, like yeah. it still really yeah. sounded like your like your Italian grandparents were really like, uh, uh-uh, like none I, of yeah, that nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps I, it's... Remember, I do remember for a bit, I did like pray that like I wouldn't feel that way. Like mm. it was, but it was only for a hot. I think we all went, I think we it, all went through that. Yeah. But yeah. I think like it, it I never did actually. Long. Oh, <laughs> I can't hear what Piper say. What'd you say? Oh. <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry, my Siri decided to try and join the conversation. Um, oh. <laughs> I have things to say. Siri's like, I'm gay. No. <laughs> um, I was just like going to say that, yeah, I think it was only for like maybe, I want to say like a month or two months that I was like, oh my God, please God, don't make me gay. And then I was like, well, queer, whatever, like whatever word yeah. I was using. And then I just eventually was like, well, I can't change this. Like there's literally nothing I can do except yeah. live like this. So I may as yeah. well. Yeah live like this and well, start telling yeah. you also my to, struggle i didn't have internet oh. growing up we didn't have internet growing up i didn't get internet mm-hmm. till i was 12 uh 11 11 um so we didn't have internet growing up so the idea of some being gay like i didn't know what that was <laughs> so then yeah. um then i oh had a best God. friend when i hit when i hit high school i had a best friend who was on the internet chronically and introduced me to all these ideas and straight away i was like oh i'm this done yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I remember doing the like "Am I gay?" quiz online, <laughs> yeah. and but I accidentally picked one that was like from the perspective of like a gay male. So the result oh. was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, good, okay." <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, do you want to sleep with women? Yes, yeah, I do. That was pretty much exactly what I wanted. Um, but like, that's really so funny. funny. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. like, I think something that I did struggle with for a long time was that, like, I think because I was so young and, like, I was, like, new to all of these feelings and new to all of these experiences that, like, and I think this was also, like, part of my Virgo moon that was, like, no, I need to have a definition for this. Like, if this, yeah. if we're going to start mm. telling people that, you know, you're, yeah. like, that you're, we're gay and stuff, we need to, like, make sure that we have the mm-hmm. right word to describe it. And I think similar to you, I was, like, well, you know, sometimes I, I look at boys and I'm, like, oh, yeah, I understand. Not, like, I felt attracted to them but it was just like I understand why people are yeah so it was like this really weird thing but I couldn't articulate that very well I was just like oh I can see the attractiveness in boys Mm. so I must be also attracted to both and so Mm -hmm. that's like so I think like having a lot of words was something that that probably stressed me out yeah that's fair enough yeah because I feel like don't get me wrong obviously growing up the way that I did was in some ways quite difficult because I'm not sure if Taylor was the same but um because I was from like a lower socioeconomic group like we didn't have I mean internet was we had dial-up internet when I was Mm -hmm. a child literally don't know what that is Um, (laughs) I didn't realize this conversation was gonna make me feel quite so old anyway (laughs) so it basically just meant you didn't have ready access to the internet you had to connect to the phone line in order to have oh is that what that noise is yeah 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 yeah. like literal dialing up (laughs) (laughs) that was literally it dialing up yes 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 yeah so you quite literally have to dial into the internet yeah you couldn't use your home phone 
at the same time and no one yeah. had more because we, we weren't rich. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I know, pretty much. So, like, if my mum my always used to get annoyed at me for wanting to use the internet even mm-hmm. to, like, do my homework because she was like, well, mm-hmm. no one can call when you're on the internet. So, I need like, to call Julie. Yeah, see how her yeah, I need to go talk to Julie, um, my one lesbian friend, which means I can't possibly be homophobic. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, I remember I didn't have ready access free access to the internet till I was like 15 or 16. So mm-hmm. obviously by then I'd maybe kind of figured out some stuff and like Tumblr was not even a glint in our eyes oh. really until we were like 18. Tumblr maybe. was a large part of how I realized I yeah. was gay. And that was, was when Same. So <laughs> Tumblr was mine too. Bad comment. No, yeah. So okay, because I we were also poor. <laughs> um and we just didn't have a computer until my yeah. sophomore year, maybe junior year of high school. So yeah. that was like two thousand sophomore is uh Oh, sorry. Okay. It was like four years of high school, so I was about fifteen. Is that your yes. um, Wait, is that so your second? Second year of high school? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, you're ten. Okay, so you're ten, yeah. No, so okay, you're ten. um my family moved from an apartment into a house it was my my parents first house they got it like 50 um Mm -hmm. and they like in the months after that is when we finally got a computer and it was like a family computer and it wasn't dial up at that point um i'm pretty sure it was like just the internet we have now but slower um but that was the first time i was like okay social media so you know i got on facebook i got on myspace Oh hell yeah, my face! <laughs> but how the big one, learned, how we all learned to HTML code so that we yeah did, we um, did customize our MySpace and make it add literally. a song to our profile yeah. yeah. Um, but I Tumblr really- was Tumblr was a big one because it was like okay, I would see the things that I was interested in like Supernatural and Smallville, mm-hmm. and I would see queer people talking about those things and talking about it in queer from a queer lens. Yeah, and that's like, when I started. Fan fictions that were so yeah. we are like because we were desperate yeah. for, you know yeah. like, so then it was like representation yeah, please yeah so those were the things that I started like realizing oh like I like the same things they like you know that those are definitely like late high school I started to have like inklings but I was still in yeah. denial but also also I was gonna say earlier because I think that um I think for I'm assuming for me in Georgia, it's a it was a much bigger like um, confrontation, I guess, because it sounds like for y'all the information was there um, and you were able to access it and figure it out because you were able to like see yourself. For me, at least, I should say I shouldn't assume anything about you, but it was a confrontation of what I already believed with this yeah. new thing. It felt like a new like oh I have to deal with this now, and it's yeah. also like you know I I mean I won't go into my whole childhood trauma, but I was also <laughs> kind of. <laughs> thrown into a caregiver role very early on yeah um so i you know i was doing a lot of like (laughs) i was a therapist for my parents at you know 12 years old i was while i was also you know my dad was like bullying me at home there's a lot there was some emotional abuse um and so i was very like hyper aware and conscious of everyone else's feelings around me that i wasn't even thinking about Am yeah. I gay? Because it was like, I don't even have the time for that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I was going to say, that was also a big part of why I didn't, like, think about it. I didn't have the space, the the, the freedom yeah. to think about it. And I didn't have the internet to help me think about it. So it was just, like, out of my mind, um, which is yeah. why I think it took me so long to 
because I had to be, like I said, confronted with the the guy in the gym that hit on me, and I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Taylor, I like, I relate. I like, as soon as you said that, I was like, fuck, so like, so real. Because when I, at the beginning of my year eleven, which is our junior year, mm-hmm. um, my mum was my mum got cancer, and mm. she had to quit work, and we were already like on a single income household and it wasn't mm-hmm. any kind of money. And then we were below the poverty line because we could only get like government mm-hmm. yeah, payments. And yeah. I got government payments too, but I had to give them to my mum so that she could mm-hmm. afford therapy. Like, no, like to afford to chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, to be fair, she was on the public system. So like we didn't have to pay too much outright, but because she didn't have any other income, like I still had to eat food. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was looking after her. I was her caregiver. Like when she wasn't in hospital, I was, you know, like, taking care of her at home or when she was in hospital I was by myself at home and so you're right like I just didn't have that like mental capacity like I had that feeling in the back of my head that there was something that I needed to deal with but I I I did not have the time like I just couldn't yeah like create the the space in my head to even yeah I knew it was going to be a confrontation as you said, yeah. like, different to like a slow realization. I knew it was going to be like being hit by a bus. And I was like, I don't yeah. know. Maybe and that's like a. And it was like, all right, well, that's now I'm an orphan. And how do I factor that into who I am? And like, mm-hmm. You know, like it was just, it was, and I was still hadn't finished high school. And you know, yeah. I graduated and I'm like, okay, so I'm an orphan. Do I also want to be really gay? I don't know. Like, Oh my God. We both got, we both got, we both got orphans. Yeah, oh my god, are we two orphans in here? Oh my that. god! Mm. This is no, a weird... Both my grandparents, like... grandparents who, like, raised... <laughs> my daughter and daughter who raised me both, like, passed away, like, when I was... You know? Yeah. 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 Oh, no. Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't have any grandparents by the time I was 13, so... Wow, I, mean, I got to meet my great, great... Wow. Yeah. That's wow, okay. Very different story. That's a privilege. I relate to that too, Georgia, because also, yeah, I was in high school while all this was going on. I was taking care of my grandma because my mom couldn't emotionally deal with it. So I was the one. She would literally like on the way home from work, she would drop me off at my grandma's house and then go home and make dinner and then come pick me up at like eight or nine. I had like forgotten about that. (laughs) Yeah. That's sad, but I literally yeah. forgot that yeah. I did that. And your, your yeah. brain can only hold on to um, it. <laughs> actually, one thing. Yeah, by the time I was sexually assaulted, I forgot about that. Your brain one thing, like, oh, actually. What are some things, Taylor, that you've noticed about, like, the difference between queer Gen Z versus, like, queer millennials? Yeah. I'd be curious for you. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, just going off of this conversation, you know, I think it's just... The, the, I mean, the biggest thing, <laughs> the most obvious thing is just the access to information, the yeah. access to stories, like seeing yourself in any capacity. Because I remember the first gay character that I ever saw on TV was Willow from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. And that I was like obsessed with her. And then, you yeah. know, I didn't know why. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that was all I could see. It was this lesbian white woman who I identified with in some way and didn't know why. So it's like, it's, it's, it's crazy that, you know, that I had to kind of versus now, I think, especially growing up like in, in this era where there's so many new shows constantly coming out, you can, yeah. I can find like black 
LGBTQ black gay characters. There's black gay TV shows. There's black. There's these things that that weren't even if they were on. Also, they weren't accessible. Like I know there's this one show called Noah's Ark that was on in like 2006 or seven. Um, but I didn't have cable, and if my parents caught me watching the Gay Channel, they would have been like, "Um, excuse me." So <laughs> uh, I didn't see Buffy until sorry, I was an adult. Did, because I sorry, have- I missed that. What didn't you have? Sorry. Oh, cable. I don't know if you have, y'all have TV there, but uh, like cable networks. Foxtel. Okay. Oh, Foxtel. I was like, I Sorry, don't know a lot of. Yeah, I don't know a lot of American slang. I didn't consume much American media growing up. <laughs> my grand, like my yeah. no, 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 were like virulently like anti-Yankee. <laughs> so it was like we had like the main channel like the local channels basically and you know like fox to watch american idol and like abc to watch so you had like you had those few that were free and then you paid extra to get cable yes exactly and those included like the you know like mtv vh1 like literally literally foxtel yeah yeah exactly yeah so that was you know those were the only thing, especially geared towards younger people back then. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't, we didn't have any of that. So, but that's the biggest thing. I think it's just like the, the ability to see yourself and be able to be like, oh, that's why I'm feeling like that. Because yeah. from my yeah. experience, I think we're probably the last generation that's going to feel that was that I was like, I don't know what I'm feeling. I don't know what this yeah. is. Yeah. Like, like what is, I don't, even if I did, yeah, I don't have words for it. And I was going to yeah. say, okay, I was also going to add, sorry. Um, but one of my favorite, uh, <laughs> adolescent stories it's just like the so- when the song i kissed a girl by Katy perry came out and it's one of the reasons why i'm obsessed with Katy the perry because you can't see it, it's so dark in here the song peacock and it's my eldest yeah. sister yeah. had the album. also great my eldest sister, teenage dream yeah my eldest sister yeah, had teenage dream downloaded on her computer and i listened to peacock so much yeah. she deleted off her computer and like it was like you can't listen to that anymore you can't listen yeah. to that anymore you're banned <laughs> I was also listening to that Teenage Dream. I say all the time was the album that turned me gay, because yeah. that was like that came out the year that I finally came out to myself. You know, so I was like, oh. What I guess, like from your observation, what ways have you seen Gen Z kind of like break down the barriers between like heteronormativity and queerness, mm. just in like everyday life? Hmm. Because like, adding, and just really yeah, adding, yeah. adding like a really it's tiny visible. snippet to that question as well as like. Millennials yeah, started course, the course. work. Millennials started the work there. How do you think like Gen Z have like continued the work and like elevated the work for like queer identity and being openly queer and stuff like that? Yeah, and I think the work has been happening for decades. Yes, like for we sure, didn't for start sure. anything. Like, you started, but, like, um, I think queer ancestry so much. Yeah. Millennials. Yeah, and I think so yeah. much for mm, Yeah. I know I know what you meant. Yeah, I yeah, mean yeah. Though, no, publicly I and more in a in a especially like online virtual yes, widely yes. That's, discussed that's I mean. way yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um you know i i think a lot about um especially because i live in west hollywood in california in la um you know these older generations that you know died um and how much like queer <laughs> history talking. people oh, yeah are just straight yeah. up yeah gone um and how much history we've lost uh but i think that they the hardest fight started there um i took a Okay, I'm jumping around a lot in my head. I think a lot of the work that we did start is like, I'm going to bring back Tumblr again, but like kind of this way to discuss the things that we liked and were interested in in a safe space. That was like a huge turning point. Um, And I think that's why so many LGBTQ people are so online. 
Um, because we're looking for yeah. these communities in like ways, online, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because they're not they're not it's nearby. No, we, we, we I know this sounds really really silly, but I often, yeah, yeah, like I know this sounds really silly, but I often do notice as a millennial that as I am so much more chronically online than my straight counterparts. Like yeah. I, I know this sounds really silly, but like TikTok trends, like the majority of my straight counterparts are watching fucking Instagram reels. Because <laughs> you don't need to like search out their community, they're yeah. everywhere. So I feel like, as yeah, even as like an older person, I feel like I do sometimes. I understand what's going on with the Gen yeah. Z queerness. You really do. Vibe like because, I can talk yeah. to you about anything. Yeah, because, yeah. Like I think because of that, like Taylor, you've made such a good point. Like because those spaces didn't exist for us and still don't really necessarily in the real world the same way that they may have in future generations. Like we. We because we sort that out. We are now still so more, so much more significantly online. Like, yeah, places are. That's where our fandoms are. It's where the community is. It's where that culture is. It's where we grow. Where we learn new terms. Where like, I there's no way I would be an intersectional feminist or queer person if I wasn't still on those chronically online places. Like, yeah, yeah for sure. Self having conversations. Exactly. I'm like, I'm still learning so much. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I myself having conversations with I guess other white actually, cis women my age. I'm like, oh, what do you like? How do you not know this stuff? And it's actually <laughs> discussing because I'm gay and I like, discussing. Well, you were talking about history. Yeah, you were talking about history, Taylor. Before Australia, we largely avoided the AIDS crisis. Like it didn't hit us nearly as bad mm. as what it hit the rest of the world because yeah. it, we it just didn't. So even there, like that would have really affected. It would have really affected the way we grew up queer as well. Like for example, even the fact that like for yeah. me. Even though my grandparents were immigrants, like was it was they didn't care at the end of the day. Like it, yeah. it mm. because, I mean we did mm. have we obviously we did have yes, still we did elders have that massive, passed away. Yes, we did have elders that, that passed away. We, was, had, so we had a massive loss of history still, yeah. but it was nothing like the rest of the world. Um yeah, it was nothing absolutely. like the UK or the yeah, US. It was like, yeah. yeah, so that's yeah, really, yeah. that's a really interesting Taylor like that. Yeah. Um, interesting perspective to hear from is someone who is like lives in the states and has grown up in that environment yeah yeah so my my parents grew my parents were teenagers in the 70s yeah. and you know uh 20s you know going out clubbing doing all those things in the 80s um and because they didn't meet until they were like i was born my mom was 34 so you know they had a whole life <laughs> Yeah. yeah, my mom they, was 41 when she had me. Like, yeah, my yeah. Okay, very good. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they saw that happening. Um, there was a lot of fear, a lot of stigma, mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, Reagan being like, this is what they get um, <laughs> for being gay. It was, it was, I can't even really, because I was born in 1992. I can't imagine yes. what that would have felt like, but I I felt the after effects for sure. There was, um, like I told you, the story of my um, my mom who, my mom's work friend who, you know, hooked up with a man and got caught or whatever. Yeah. Their first, I remember them talking about AIDS then. The yeah. first thing that my mom said to me, well, okay, at first when we had a conversation about, oh, I didn't walk y'all through that story, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, basically, my mom straight up asked me, uh, when I was 22, I was on the phone with her. She was concerned about my sister. My sister is a lot more. My sister's 24. She's six years younger than me, uh, and she was always a lot more outright queer. Blend she's queer now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but she, you know, she had a she. 
she was like basically when she was like 12 or something she got caught like sexting quote unquote that's what my mom called sexting a girl yeah. um you know probably just like flirting you know doing yeah. whatever yeah. you do when you're 12 yeah with another girl in her class and so my mom was like she's gay End of the world. <laughs> for real end of the world so my mom always had suspicions about my sister, and so she asked me. I was like, I don't think you have to worry about her. Like, also, she's at that time, she's literally 16, and I was like, yeah. sick of this conversation. I was like, it's like, just like, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh, well, do I have to worry about you? And I was like, oh my God. So that's when I finally came out to her because I was like, sick of hiding it. Yeah. And she, at the time, she was like, oh, I love you anyway. And then we yeah. hung up, and I talked to my mom every day. Um, she didn't call me for a week. I called her a couple times, oh. she didn't answer. I was like, okay, so she's going through it. And then I called my sister, who was still living with her at the time. She was like, oh, mommy's crying every day. We don't even know why. And I was like, oh, because oh, I just came out to her. I did that. So finally, a week later, I talked to Over a week later, I talked to my mom. And I was like, are you okay? We haven't talked in a while. Summer said you're crying. And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. And I was like, no, really, like, what's wrong? And she was like, burst into tears. And she's like, are you, or does this make you a queen now? Or are you going to get AIDS? Like every stereotype she had. But I, and that's, this tells you about our relationship. Cause then I had to talk her down, right? I had to be like, it's fine. You know, like, oh, like I had to comfort her. It's not, I I can take care of myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I always think it's so telling how that was one of the first thoughts is, are you going to die of AIDS? Um, It just tells how much. Uh, the stigma behind that and the fear behind gay yeah. equals HIV, gay equals AIDS, yeah. and you are going to die. Yeah. Um, and the fear was so big. And, you know, well, she's I straight. Thought, she- yeah, yeah That was kind of something similar. I guess, like, I relate to your sister a bit, Taylor, because my I never got to come out to my whole family because my mom found a letter I'd written my friend who I had a crush on, and she read mm-hmm. it. And then, mm-hmm. like, she, like, spoke to me about it. And I didn't understand what she was, like, trying to say. But she was basically, like, she was scared for me. She wasn't yeah. scared, like, of me. But she was scared of, like, because she couldn't foresee, like, how much the world was going to progress. And, like, such yeah. a Yeah, yeah, for sure. So she was like, you can't tell a lot of people because what if you tell the wrong person? But, like, this was a language that she was trying to use, but she didn't do it successfully. She was all like, you yeah. can't tell people. Like, you can't do all this. Like, you know, you can't dress differently. You can't do all these things. So it was just like, I felt like she was ashamed of me, but she wasn't. She was yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Hand in hand. I I think my mom, one thing that she also said in that conversation, sorry. Yeah, Yeah, one thing she said at the end of it was that, like, you're already black. Like, do you need to add gay (laughs) onto this? (laughs) You know, it's like, that's real. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I always, I, it's, it was out of fear. Um, Yeah. It was out of fear. It was out of, like, she, she loves me, but she was scared. She didn't know. You know, literally in her head, gay equals AIDS. Yeah, I think that's a reality for a lot, <laughs> a lot of people like who experience like homophobia is that the people simply they just don't they lack the knowledge to understand. Yeah, which is something that yeah. it's really, yeah. really difficult yeah. because their their generation was never, ever, ever educated. They weren't allowed to be educated. Like nothing was ever yeah. there for them. So mm-hmm. it becomes this whole like yeah. And you think how how they how they because they got information by either talking to their friends or yeah, watching, yeah. you know, five Ooh. channels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, that's, <laughs> it's, it was so centralized. That's it was so centralized. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, we obviously, like, as Australians, we definitely avoided a lot of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. We um, but then I think as well, like, I don't know, Piper, obviously, because like you're female presenting and I'm a cis woman. And so I think in some ways, 
the 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 stigma of of homophobia often relies much more heavily overtly on yeah. gay men yeah. or people that are male presenting whereas yeah. like as a as someone that's come out as like some of the only wants to date women like mm. there's the i get the misogyny vibes of like oh well yeah. at least you know if they a if they accept it they say well at least you can still have kids and i'm like bitch i don't and fuck, fuck them kids real it's like well are you sure you just haven't read the, met the right man so like real like yeah. obviously called a dyke we still get called the f slur like all that kind of stuff like that can still happen yeah but like it's more you get that kind of misogyny flavor yeah vibe i I think obviously you get the real the overt hatred a lot of the time which must be much more different i I also think that like for the like the media there's lots of like get like gay men that's like represented in media whereas i feel like there's not a lot of like Accurate. And it's not even and it's not even also not even accurate it's not even accurate gay men at the end of the day. It's it's not even accurate gay men, it's a caricature of gay men. Especially up until recently, like yeah, yeah, gay men. The only, the way only my father had to talk about men was queer eye, the original think, queer eye. Exactly. See, like, for me, I feel like really the only thing that represents me as a queer person is probably Heartbreak High. Like yeah. me as a oh, young person yeah. is the remake of Heartbreak High. Did you watch Heartbreak High, Taylor? I need to finish it. Because, I didn't finish oh it. Oh my god, it's back. so good. That's so... Babe, it's getting, it's getting a season two. It actually so accurately describes the way that I kind of grew up because I grew up near there. Like I grew up at, like an hour north. So yeah. it like kind of really accurately like portrays the way I grew up as like a queer person, which is really interesting because in high school, yeah. I yeah. in, in high school I experienced homophobia for sure. I experienced homophobia in high school for sure, but my teachers bang hit it in the bud like nipped it in the bud we're not doing this and also even growing up like the flip side for me was very very fluid like the idea that I wasn't even taught the word gay so I couldn't even describe myself to other people so stigma couldn't be put against me yeah yeah like absolutely so interesting like my dad when I was I think nine oh no yeah, he called me a dyke and then at one point called me the F slur. I remember those were where I learned those, those words. Stars. I didn't learn the word lesbian for ages because my mum never used to talk about her friend who was a lesbian using that term. It was just Julie and this is her partner and that was it. Yeah. So, like, mm. I didn't know what that was. And then, yeah, like, I didn't have the words to describe myself that weren't slurs. And, like, that's so sad. Yeah, it was just really, like, yeah. I don't know, like, it just, it, I love it kind of in head. some ways that, like, yeah, it does. Yeah, it really yeah. fucks with your head. Like, yeah. I still, yeah. yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like it was such a, a different thing as well because, yeah, as you said, Piper and, and like Tyler as well, it was like, and of course UK as well, like they, in terms of media representation, for a sapphic representation for like women loving women or, or, you know, that kind of thing, it was like you didn't really have that if it wasn't, again, an archetype. But yeah. I know it was the same for gay men and I can imagine obviously that's even just within like the white lens because then going further to talk about, you know, people of colour or yeah. even then going even further to talk about like gender non-conforming people or trans yeah. people, like that's a, that's a journey we're still on. But I still like, yeah, it must be so different generationally because oh. like as you were saying, Taylor, like the first, the first gay person I saw on media was, oh, yeah, it probably would have been Queer Eye. And then, yeah. and even then, that was not the one that looked like me. And then I was, yeah, mm. like 17 or 18 when I saw Buffy for the first time, but Willow didn't come out until like, what, season five or yeah. something? Yeah. <laughs> I also think, I think that as yeah, well, like it's really um, 40, 
uh, 49% of Australians weren't born in Australia. Um, yeah. yeah. So wow. we have a, so we have a really, really diverse country as well. So that's like, um, for us, it probably seems like it would have very different. Like all three of us have, um, very different experiences in just in the one yeah. country, like mm-hmm. exceptionally yeah. different because it is such like a cultural mixing yeah. pot, despite being so racist and horrible and conservative. It's a massive mixing pot. Like forty percent of Australians. That's just the world, though. Yeah, yeah. Like forty percent. Forty percent of Australians don't identify as white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they, they don't yeah. see themselves as being white. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I, I mean I'm also biased because I'm literally an entertainment journalist. Yeah. You know, I went to school for sociology yes, and film. Yes. So, <laughs> so I talk about this a lot. I go on and on, but just like I think media representation and was it meant so much and it still does. And I think that changed a lot when internet and stand culture and fandoms really like yeah. got in there. Yeah. Um, I, the last things I'll say before I jet out of here, but yeah, Willow from Buffy the Vampire Slayer was truly the first time I saw a queer person on TV and yeah. I was obsessed. And I, I also specifically remember being obsessed with her coming out journey and yeah. how she had to figure it out. And then her yeah. friends were just like, okay. And you know, I think <laughs> like, why did that, like, um, why did that resonate with me when I was like, 10? You know, yeah. it's crazy how those things stick in there. But yeah, the first times I saw I went, so I, like I said, I came out when I was uh, 21-ish, and then that's right around the time Netflix started. (laughs) And that is, that Netflix really did, okay, before that it was like YouTube and you get little glimmers of, you know? Netflix was the first time that I was able to search, like, gay and Mm -hmm. watch a show. And so the first, like, gay show that I watched was Queer as Folk. Um, Yeah. That yeah. show is insane. It's wild. <laughs> Crazy it's so the stuff they got away with. Um, you know, I obviously did not see myself in that show at all. I remember <laughs> the L word. I remember Googling yeah. TV shows and yeah. watched the L word. Yeah, which I can only yeah. watch on PBS, which is like a weird, it's like, it like a weird um, channel in Australia. To... And it was on at like 1 a.m. or something. On yeah. TV, and, um, yeah. And I would try and watch it so weird and like yeah. i remember watching being like this doesn't feel like me but also why do i feel funny in my pants what's going yeah because i was yeah. like is this how it is you know this is the only thing yeah. i had to I like, oh my god okay. i'm so excited and <laughs> those shows are like sexy too i have a feeling yeah. it's watching the l word yeah. when i was a kid because i used to stay up really late and secretly watch tv <laughs> i used to stay up late and secretly yeah. watch tv yeah. so i have a feeling i was watching the l word as a kid <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, we would have. Yeah. yeah, and it's the same. It was the oh same created as queer as folk, so it's that yeah, same yeah. style of like hyper dramatic storyline, hyper sexualized as well. Because I think that must be also such a confusing thing if you're yes. queer, yeah. you're not super sexual. Yeah. that must also be confusing because yeah. your sex life is so centered in the like sort of like zeitgeist of being queer. Well, even like, sexuality, yeah. sexuality is like, a whole. Yeah, what if I just want to kiss you? Yeah, like, yeah what if we just That's why fun? I think. That's why I think Heartstopper on Netflix is so cute. Oh, yes! It's so cute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so great. Okay, so last thing I'll say yes. before I go, yeah. just yeah. that, like, I think the only person that I personally have really latched on to as, like, th- I see myself in this person, honestly, is Little Nas X. Mm. Yes! Um, as you should. As you should. Yeah, that is, like, the first time that I was, like, this is a person that I literally want to be, but also, like, can be in that yeah, way. Like yeah, like, yeah. and I was, like, that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the first time, and that's, like, it, you know, I'm a so, grown-ass 30-year-old it's man. So, it's also just so, um, <laughs> yeah. 
what's the word like it's not groundbreaking but like like soul rattling when you find that person because you're like holy shit yeah like affirming yeah yeah yeah. 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 what'd you say sorry piper yeah i said validating yeah like validating this is a word same thing um I, mm-hmm. I'm also mean like it's like feels like groundbreaking to you that someone can be like so like you, and it sticks with you. If yeah. It sticks with you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was how I felt about um, Greta's storyline on Generation. Yeah, like, yeah. And I was really mad that that got cancelled after one season because I was like, we wait, really which one was had- Greta? Greta um, was the she was the Latino with the curly hair. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe I, maybe I, I know. Yes. You really could have had a sapphic ace. I, I got the joke. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was yeah. really upsetting that that got canceled. Yeah. But I really saw myself in her. Yeah. That's oh, like that's, I love that. Yeah. It was so upsetting. Her character was so great. No, her character was so beautiful, and she like spoke to me in a way that no other character has ever before. Yeah. That's fair. I still don't think I've quite found mine. But Neither. I think the the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm just. It takes some time. I f- yeah, it literally it takes yeah. some fucking time. I feel like I didn't, I didn't know who I was. Like, like, like confident in who I was. I would say it's like 26. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Took a long oh, time. It takes a long, especially for queer people, because as queer people, we effectively lost like the first 18 years of our life because of the education system. So, yeah. Yeah. like, yeah. we're basically just rebuilding everything that was like kept from us. Yeah. Yeah. See, I guess like I still don't feel a hundred percent confident in myself. Yeah. But I feel confident in exploring myself yeah. together. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel really, yeah. like, and I feel like I have the space to do that now. Yeah. Whereas I well, didn't feel like I that I had that when I was twelve. Yeah. I feel the same that. way, it's just that I'm thirty two. It's very interesting <laughs> well, actually. I've got that discussing like homophobia. Just like, okay, I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm gonna oh, stop bye, Taylor, bye. Bye. It's lovely so to much. meet you. This is so fun. I learned bye. so much. Bye. <laughs> But okay, what I was gonna say, but just before he left, was that it's very interesting as well. The fact that the only time I've ever experienced like outward, like crazy homophobia that wasn't in high school was when I was in Sydney or Melbourne. Oh, really? Yeah. So in Sydney, I've been like screened out like I'm a puffed I'm a faggot. Never been. Yeah. That's just never happened in Newcastle. That's just never happened when I've been in like Casino or Lismore either. Like. It just doesn't wow. happen. Um, you know what's really but funny? then in Melbourne, um, no, I'm sorry. The mo- the worst yeah. thing happened. So I was with my friend, my housemate now, uh, and we were walking up Swanston Street, so the main street, mm-hmm. and a man started screaming at us at Collins, like, um, stop with it. It was like, fuck the trans crazies, fuck the, like, the trannies, fuck, fuck the faggots, yada, 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 screaming. And then he followed us from Swanston to Queensbury. Wow. Screaming at us. That's wild. Yeah. And then we, That's awful. I'm sorry. We, we just got on a we just got on a tram. Like we're lucky there was a tram because we're like bye. But yeah, yeah, so like it's very interesting. Even there, like in Australia, the only time I've ever really experienced like outward crazy homophobia was when I was in the cities. Interesting, because yeah, like I would say, like growing up in like yeah, like growing up in Nam, even though I grew up in yeah. like relatively like you know progressive areas thereof. Yeah, um, yeah. Still, like you know, like. I like I don't know like my girlfriend came to visit the other week and when we were walking to dinner for example like I only ever really feel comfortable holding her hand where I live here in Collingwood because yes. it's such a yes. center of yes. farm we're like me too I feel that I, yeah like I wouldn't yeah. necessarily I really do get that 
especially in the CBD because the CBD is not, I would say, a representation of. No, it's not. Melbourne it's, it's not. It's, it's not, not safe. It's not safe. Terrifying. Like for a woman, for anyone female presenting, if anyone queer presenting, I think yeah. it's especially unsafe. So, like, I'm not. I'm yeah. not. I, I hate to. Say, I'm not surprised that that is where you got fucking hate crimes because like yeah. that wasn't shocking. Yeah. But like when we were walking yeah. around in the city with yeah. my with my partner, I wasn't like comfortable necessarily like holding her hand. Um, whereas yeah. in Hollywood, like, I don't think we even thought about it. Like we went out for dinner. I, and I didn't yeah, feel like being like, oh yeah, like we're, it's date night. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I wouldn't even have thought that, thought to not say mm. that here in Collingwood, but anywhere else. Yeah, I might have yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so interesting sure. that you yeah. create. Yeah, Georgia. To add on, like what what Taylor was saying before, in what ways, like, have you noticed a difference between queer Gen Z and millennials? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely like I would ref- um, absolutely repeat what Taylor was saying. I think he sort of like hit the nail on the head in a lot of ways because it is something that I think is a global thing that I've noticed yeah. in that um, Gen Z are. I think the, I would maybe even add on to what he was saying, which is that you guys have pushed the envelope when it comes to representation. Um, but I think you're also pushing the envelope in a much more like, um, intersectional way. So Gen Z queers aren't just fighting for queer rights. They're fighting for climate action. They're fighting for, um, you know, um, racial inequality. Like they're, Mm. you know, I feel like it's, it's, you guys were able to, because you could find your community online much easier it meant yeah. that you guys were able to see issues outside of ourselves. outside of your own selves much yeah. sooner. And yeah. I really like, I find really admirable, admirable and I, I met, like warms my heart because I feel like a lot of my generation queer or not are still maybe not in that space. And I, I've, yeah. I have, I have had to make a concerted effort to do so because it's very easy as a cis white woman to not do that. And I think the yeah, only yeah. Reason, the reason, but I would like to think mm. it's also because I'm an empathetic person, but I think one of the reasons why I found it, the, the impetus to do that was because I was online to find my queer space. It meant that I was then able to find people that had, you know, like struggles that I couldn't necessarily yeah. literally empathize with, but I could, or sympathize with, but I could, you know, be like, well, hey, like your struggle mm. is my struggle. Yeah. Like, let's, yeah, let's, you yeah. know, you can't undo For sure. one equality doing all of the others do you know what I mean so yeah, like, sure, yeah that's been something that I have found is like the biggest difference because I think a lot a lot of the time elder queers especially especially cis elder gay men queers, elder queers cis just gay- struggle to understand younger queers because yeah, we've really grown d- up in because we've grown so- up in a world that has allowed us to be free and has allowed us to have like full access to everything that usually mm. that like traditionally hetero people would have access to and yeah. like i understand why it's so hard that connection because they they didn't have that yeah. you know and it's really funny that you i'm so sorry to interrupt briefly but you were so yeah, funny yeah, you brought yeah. up because um always mm. maybe but anyway because i, I remember taylor. yeah it might have been taylor but all of taylor, the yeah, younger yeah. queer people that i know that watch heartstop were like oh my god i love it so much it like like it's so good it's so good the first time yeah. i watched heartstopper i was like I cannot really describe the bittersweet feeling that I had because it was obviously so mm. beautiful and such a gorgeous story. Yeah, I yeah, sobbed. No, I sobbed the first time I finished that season yeah. because I just stopped thinking such about an interesting, how interesting. Even that, that. Yeah. Yeah. Even that's yeah. a generational shift for me as well because the idea that you're sobbing over seeing queer media 
and stuff. Yeah. For me, that's that's common. Like I've been watching queer media since I've had access to the internet. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's just it's a like, again like a really interesting again wall between Gen Z and millennials. Yeah. Yeah. Like that scene where Nick is googling the, you know, the am I queer? Am I gay? Queer? Yeah. And, and, yeah. 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 Why am I like this? By Ola is yeah. playing. I was hysterically like. I don't really cry. I'm not a crier, but I was like that <laughs> kind of crying, like yeah. because I just I yeah. could not relate it. to that more. Yeah. Like I was just like, oh my yeah. god, and I love that. I love that it was obviously a story about being queer that was not about devastation and catastrophe. Yeah. But I also was just like, <laughs> like that. I felt so seen in like a way yeah. that I had never yeah, done. Yeah, you would. You would. Release. Like, oh yeah, it would. Yeah, yeah, you just start sobbing because you don't realize how much pain you're holding until you get the opportunity to let it go. And so I think that's something that millennials yeah. still haven't quite had access to in the same I way. So I think just, we're mourning in ways that Gen Zs aren't, I, which is hard to describe. I think also yeah. it's, attributed, it's also attributed to the fact that as Gen Z as well, psychology became something that wasn't taboo when we were yeah. still yeah. living at home. You guys got yeah. some so therapy. Our, yeah, our, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So our, our parents actually paid for it because we still lived at home and they could afford that because they were getting the tax yeah. benefit and stuff, obviously. Yeah. Um, so it was more affordable for them, even though it's still fucking expensive, but it becomes more yeah. affordable yeah. for... Her mom yeah. realised that if she didn't want her child not, to kill not herself... Not affordable yeah. as such. <laughs> not, yeah. not affordable as such for anyone, but more affordable than what it would have been. And more accessible otherwise. as well. Like in, in yeah, more accessible of, as well. Yeah, like as a, as well, a concept. The, I don't even necessarily mean physically accessible. Exists. I mean, like... Yeah, the exactly. fact that we could go to therapy if we wanted yeah. to. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, as you said, a massive taboo because it really was. Yeah, for my yeah. generation. Yeah, it was a big deal that I was going to a psychologist in high school because other people were like, mm-hmm, "What well, are you crazy?" And oh I'm like, God. "Maybe I don't know." Fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> see, so many of my friends and I went to therapy. You remind me a lot. You remind me a lot of my eldest sister. <laughs> That, that is I a like compliment. That. that is a compliment. Yeah, thanks. I hope so. I mean, if she's also a bitch, that's fine because I am too. That's um. Yeah. Oh, I don't like her. I don't like her at all. I fucking yeah. hate that bitch. Yeah. But I love her. I love her at <laughs> yeah, the same that, time. You know. Yeah, conversation. Um, Piper and I were having the other day where I was I'm saying still listening, how by I'm, the way. Yeah, how I'm um, uh, I think I'm a kind person, but I'm not a nice person, and I think no, that literally, that's no. That's literally yeah. the way people describe me is that I um, I'm a fucking asshole. I am an asshole. But it always, every single outcome of those asshole moves is always beneficial to the person who I'm being an asshole to. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, I share my love in really weird ways because I've been shown love in really weird ways. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or if you haven't been shown love at all, the only way you're Literally. Yeah, just like, I used to just copy my parents' behaviour because I thought that was how you showed people you love them. And then yeah. I was like, oh. Oh, wait, you shouldn't yeah. manipulate people into yeah. loving you? Yeah. Interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. With mine was like, oh, you show someone that you love them by constantly criticising them, which is why my, like, love language or slash flirting style is mean banter, um, which I think, unfortunately, my partner has recently discovered and is like, what the fuck? Like, why are you so no, mean like, to me? Sure love so, do you even like me? Yeah, do you even like me? And I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm bullying you. What are you doing? Well, yeah, like, Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. Exactly. Also, yeah. also, um, really fun fact for you, just really off topic. I'm sorry, I'm getting ready to leave. Yeah. But, um, really fun fact for you, Georgia, is that um, Glenroy has a really large lesbian population. They do. 
They, they do. do. I know so many fucking lesbians from Vanuatu. It's insane. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, like just it's it's fantastic. And there's to be fair, there's 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 some lesbians around Collingwood, but it's mostly um like other flavors of, of queer around here, which is fantastic. Yes. Um I remember visiting one of my straight friends who lived in Glenroy years ago and I was seeing so many fucking lesbians and I was like, This is yeah, where my people this whole time? Like <laughs> no, literally, literally. Yeah. It's like it's like, hey, yeah. All right, cuties. I think cool. we should wrap up. Yes. Okay, yes, for sure. Um, um, Hi, so when do you go home? When do you go home? Um, I well, I mean, I don't go home for a while, but I take the. What are you leaving? To, uh, tomorrow night. Okay. Are okay. you free tomorrow? Yeah, during the day. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, we need to get coffee then. Okay. Beautiful. Babe. You're invited right, as well, me. obviously. Georgia, you're obviously <laughs> invited as well if you're free. Bring your partner. Yeah, Bring your right. partner. Good, okay, yeah. well, I'll see you guys tomorrow then. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Yeah, see you then. All right, okay, be safe. Bye. Bye. Love you.